You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors, those who are already published and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell, and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Well, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for stopping by Authors Up tonight. It is another wonderful Sunday evening, and we have something very special planned for you tonight. But first, we want to greet you, as we always do. We always like to do that because we're so happy that you're here. So, Ruth, you want to greet our guest tonight? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I am glad to be here and glad you all have joined us tonight. So, welcome. And how about you, Victoria? I am here. I am here. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. 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 We're glad mm-hmm. to everybody tonight. <laughs> and we usually start with our, our week in review, and that's what we're going to do uh, tonight. I know last week we shared some of our, our Christmas memories, and um, for me, hey, the holiday was a great holiday. I did not do anything that we usually do. We usually kind of gather at somebody's house and have breakfast and open gifts and do all of that. And we didn't do that this year. And uh, we didn't even get together by Zoom, uh, but that was cool <laughs> because we, we did FaceTime instead. <laughs> we called when we wanted to call, and we talked as long as we wanted to talk. And everybody right. was, was uh, convenient in what they had to say and what they had to do. So it was a good day. It was just a good day and not forgetting at all about what it was all about. So God has been such a good God to us in spite of all of the things that that have happened in 2020. We're almost at the end of the year, but we took time. We took time to just give him praise and just to thank God for allowing his son to be born to die 
And um, it was just, you know, we can't forget. We can't forget, and and uh, right. so it was a good it was a good time. It was a good time, different time, very very mm-hmm. different the way we celebrated in the past, but different in a good way because I think we did more one on one time with each other, just kind of talking about some things. So, you know, good holiday, good holiday, mm-hmm. good holiday. How how about you, uh, uh, Victoria? What was your holiday like? I definitely agree with you. It was a quiet time. Um, I, you know, I always love when my girls come home. And uh, my older girls were away at college, and they, they weren't able to come until really Christmas because they were working. And they come with uh, uh, noise and singing and, and, and laughter. So we, we, we got open, open our little presents in the morning, and um, that was fine. And, and just, it, just being together was the best gift of all. So uh, it was just nice. Got to go around see my mom and my sister, and but we just kept it small this year. We didn't, you know, gather for a big Christmas dinner, you know, because of what's going on. But it was really, it was really good, and it was just nice. And I'm still in, on vacation mode until the the, uh, the first of the year. So that was just, just wonderful. Just wonderful to be in my chair in my blanket, um, up to my chin. And snug is a bug in a rug, and all is well. And I thank God for it. I really do. It, it's been a it's been a year, but it's nice to just yeah. be able to just rest and just pause a little bit between the the old year and the new year. So I, I'm just very grateful, really am. So that's that's what we did. Great, mm-hmm. that's great. How about you, Ruth? Well, I mean, compared to you guys, I feel like I've been in quarantine for like the last 30 years because I have never done any of that stuff for Christmas. I have always looked forward to Christmas because it was a day that I could do nothing. I didn't have to mm-hmm. get together with anybody. And, you know, I, I do miss my family. I do, you know, and all of that. But, you know, yeah. I have my husband. I have my kids. And, you know, this year my, my uh, youngest daughter came home from college and, you know, but basically we we raised her to be the same way, so we pretty much just, you know, picked a different spot in the couch, watched TV, okay. ate, and it was a good day. About. It was an awesome day. Yeah. yeah. You know, we made yeah. some phone calls, but outside of that, yeah. know, nothing. So All right. it was an awesome day. Well, we three agree. <laughs> yes, absolutely. As usual. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing like the sofa and okay, and laughter and those good power naps. Love that, it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that love it. But I tell you what, listeners, we have been preparing something for you for a minute now. (laughs) That is my time, story time. And um, we had had some challenges with this one, but for those of you who have not uh, been with us all of the time and might have missed um, uh, the first my time, story time that we did, uh, it is an opportunity for you listeners to be creative, 
and uh, do some things and then allow us to be creative in putting those things together. So, Ruth, why, why don't you talk a little bit about our character profiles and how <laughs> they came to be and what all that did for us this time? Well, that that's where the fun really started. So, you know, <laughs> like last time, we solicited um, our readers to, you know, go ahead and send us, you know, character profiles, just fill out our questionnaire and let us know, you know, about the character that you created. And, you know, we had decided that this time we were going to go back to Mama's house and see what happens. And that that certainly, we we pretty much set ourselves up for that. So, you know, we, we had some wonderful listeners, Angela Oliphant, uh, Serena Davis, and Jenna Kim submitted their character profiles, and they just they created some interesting characters, you know, the, from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just some, you know, relatable ones, you know, to who we are, but then, you know, a new addition, you know, someone of Korean descent, which really stretched us, really challenged <laughs> us when it came to putting the story together. But I, I, mm-hmm. I really... I enjoyed the process. I I don't know about you two, but I I thought that we came up with a really good story based on those characters. Yeah, we did. We did. I, I yeah. enjoyed the process too. It was a little tedious at times, <laughs> and we got we got stuck in the road trying to marry these three characters. But I, I'm I'm I very know. pleased at the I'm very pleased at the end result. So it it, it yes. was it was just wonderful creating a story together once again. I, I just loved it. Yes. And, you know, I, I think about the fact that, that um, Ruth made a statement. I'm, I'm charging it to you, Ruth. I think you're the one that said it, was talking about just letting the characters write the story. And yeah. um, that's really, I mean, really what happened uh, this time. Yeah. Because <laughs> when Ruth first gave us the title of Mama's House, you know, I, I immediately saw the turkey and the ham on the table and, and um, you know, crazy, crazy cousin June bug that comes in, you know. Yep, yep. Some type of oh, it didn't end up like that, did it? No, indeed. When we saw the character yep. profiles, which were wonderful, by the way, mm-hmm. like you Absolutely. did a great job at giving us these characters, um, we had to really switch, at least I had to switch in my mind and say, under what circumstances would these three people be together? And what right. was Mama's house anyway? So I think mm-hmm. we got a, a, a good my time story time. Uh, for you tonight. So, Ruth, what do you think? You think we need to get started? I think we do. I think we do. So, everybody, <laughs> sit down, grab some popcorn, and we present Mama's House. Bootsy was sure there wasn't anybody on the planet as kind and sweet as Janice Mason Holmes, Mama Jan. It had been a long time since she had seen Mama Jan. While she always enjoyed coming back to Mama's house, Bootsy certainly didn't want it to be under these circumstances. She wanted Mama Jan to see she had made something of herself and talk about her journey 
not spend time helping her move to God knows where. It's funny how much of her life, at least the good parts, sort of mirrored Mama Jan's, especially when it came to loving children and knowing the importance of family. Bootsy was an only child and wanted a big family, but being a model parent, well, that was not something she could claim. Relationships were not high on the success ladder either. With two failed marriages, one by death, the other through abandonment, Bootsy made the best life she could for herself and her children, but she was lonely and ashamed a great deal of the time. She had nine children, two dead, and of the seven that lived, most battled with drugs and alcohol, just like she did. Bootsy was broken by so many circumstances, death, infidelity, addictions, etc., There came a time when she didn't think she could make it, and she needed help. That's where Mama's house came in. The first time Bootsy knocked on the door, she didn't know what to expect. But when that door opened, Mama Jan took one look at her, with five kids in tow at the time, gave her the warmest smile ever and said, Baby girl, you've been through a lot but you at Mama's house now. Then she asked two questions. You hungry? And do you know Jesus? (laughs) Bootsy's answer was yes to both, and her relationship with Mama Jan was solidified for life. Bootsy and her family were just a few of many who came and went through the doors of Mama's house. No matter who people were, what their background happened to be, or where they came from. If they were in need, Mama Jan was there. She just took them in and loved them back into a healthy place. And sometimes, if you were really blessed, like Bootsy, you got to connect with people more than once who would change your life forever. Bootsy wondered who would return to help Mama move. She was almost positive she knew who it would be, and she could hardly wait. Kim Kim watched the scenery change as the Uber driver turned out of the airport and onto the highway. They hit a pothole, and almost absentmindedly, she placed her hand on the plastic Tupperware container on the seat next to her. She smiled as she thought about the contents, Korean beef bulgogi with rice, kimchi, and sliced cucumbers, carrots, radishes, and herbs. She had prepared the dish herself using her mother's recipe and was proud of how it had come out. She wanted it to be perfect because it was a gift for a very special purpose. Mama Jan. Kim had gone to college to study music. She had shown talent at a young age, and her parents encouraged it. But when she experienced the independence that came with college, Kim's life took a turn she didn't expect. It was nothing dramatic. Kim had always been somewhat timid, definitely soft-spoken and often avoiding confrontations. She wasn't the rebellious type, though in her culture, a certain level of independence and adherence to the American way of life could be viewed as rebellion from the traditional way. No, her life changed when she met Mama Jan and discovered her heart, her passion, her new purpose. Holding the container a little tighter, they still had about 45 minutes before they arrived at Mama's. 
Kim was a little saddened to think about the circumstances of this visit, but she was glad to have been a part of Mama's house. Latanya, better known as T to her families and friends, placed her suitcases into the trunk of her rental car and slammed down the door a little harder than necessary. She had just come into town from a long flight and was a bit frustrated. After navigating through the busy airport and getting her rental, Latanya was plain tired of the journey and ready to be on the road. As she made her way through the airport traffic and eventually to the highway, Latanya finally allowed her thoughts to turn toward the place she called home, Mama's house. Latanya had always, always cherished her times coming home to see Mama the place where she had grown up, where she had met so many interesting people and loved with all her heart, was being shut down. Mama could not handle keeping the place open. Latanya would help with packing up as much as she could, but her mind was not on the packing at all. She had been on a journey to find the truth, and that path had taken an unexpected turn. She knew that it was time to have a conversation with Mama that would change their lives forever. That thought made Latanya mad and sad at the same time. Why, Mama, why, Latanya thought as she drove a little faster. This visit, Latanya knew, would be like none other. This time was so very different. Okay, Miss Bootsy, you going to sleep in that bed all day? Bootsy turned over and stretched. For a minute, she thought she was dreaming and heard Mama Jan's voice until she smelled something familiar. Breakfast, bacon, fried potatoes with onions, and fresh coffee. This is for real, she thought, opening one eye and seeing Mama Jan standing over her arms folded a smile starting to turn into a grin, just like the old days. Bootsy rolled out of bed and into Mama Jan's arms like she used to. The older woman gave the best big rocking back and forth hugs. When did you get in, baby? Mama Jan asked after she released her. Late last night, Bootsy said and added, and I mean late. I didn't want to wake you, so I just came into my old room and made myself comfortable. She sat down on the bed. Well, I'm glad you are here, Mama Jan stated. It's so good to see you, but we can catch up later. Your partners in crime will be here soon, so get dressed and come on down to breakfast. Her tone was nonchalant, but it ignited excitement in Bootsy. You mean LaTanya and Kim are coming after all, she exclaimed. I can't wait to see them. Get ready then, Mama Jan said and left the room. Lucy got dressed as fast as she could, took a quick detour into the bathroom to wash up and then hurried downstairs. The prospect of seeing LaTanya and Kim was exciting enough, but the best part of the day would always be breakfast. 
No one could cook like Mama Jan, who was busy at the stove, still fixing what looked like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She already had a feast, but as was her style, she wanted to make sure everyone was fed. Bootsy wasn't as small as she used to be, and while she couldn't blame Mama Jan's food entirely, a good portion of her weight gain probably resulted from it. It sure didn't take you long to get down here, Mama Jan commented with a sideward glance. She continued stirring whatever she was fixing. Bootsy smiled, her nose in the air delighted with the smells and started making herself a plate. She had missed Mama Jan's food. No, ma'am, she said. When she was satisfied with the portions, Bootsy sat down and started eating. They talked as she ate. She updated Mama on her family, and Mama shared about the recent addition to the house. For a few moments, Bootsy had forgotten why she was there, the closing of Mama's house. Mama Jan had run the house now for the better part of 30 years, taking in wayward girls and women who had lost their way, just like Bootsy had years before. But with Mama's help, she found her way again and was able to get back on her feet. She returned whenever she could to help Mama Jan out and reciprocate the favor. It was more than that, though. Just as it had been Mama Jan's purpose to help her and hundreds of other women in her position, so it was now Bootsy's, and Mama was her connection to that. But as with all good things, that era was coming to an end. Mama's part in it anyway. The house was shutting down. Though Bootsy was certain that the older woman would continue trying to run the house if allowed, she was in no condition to do so. She she was still strong, and her hug was evidence of that. But she had slowed down. She was tired, and she had little help. Her daughter, LaTanya, had been around to help when she was younger, but she was older now, living on her own and had her own dreams. And no one could be mad at that. Kim also helped. She was a volunteer, a young woman of Korean descent who had once upon a time made Mama Jan the subject of one of her college papers. She had a sincere desire to be some kind of community activist, and when she met Mama Jan, it was like a light bulb went off. The project ended, but Kim stuck around and continued coming back, continued getting involved, continued helping. The three grew close, but even their combined efforts weren't enough to save Mama's house. And while it was Upsetting at first, Bootsy understood that this was what life was about, finding your purpose and adjusting as you did. And now it was time to adjust, because if nothing else, it seemed that Mama Jan had certainly done so. She was a loving woman, but not very emotional, and when she told Bootsy that the house was closing, There wasn't a trace of sorrow or sadness, just that this was what was next. So Bootsy did the same. 
Hello? Lucy snapped out of her thoughts when she heard Kim's voice. Hey, baby, we're in here, Mama Jan said. She had finished cooking and was now sitting at the table, nibbling on a biscuit. Kim appeared in the doorway. She was all smiles and proudly held a Tupperware container in her hands. Come on in, baby. Come on in. Sit down. You hungry? Mama made your favorite, Mama said in one hurried breath. Well, I've got something for you as well, Kim exclaimed, holding out the container she had been protecting on her journey. Well, what's this, Mama asked, opening the container. It's beef bulgogi. It's Korean barbecue. I know how much you love barbecue, Kim replied proudly. I thought you might enjoy it. I made it myself. Well, then I know it's going to taste good, Mama said. She closed it back up and pulled out a chair for Kim to sit. You brought me something special, and I have something special for you, she added. Oh, I love surprises, Kim gushed and took a seat where Mama directed her. When I started packing, I ran across an old album that had pictures of us when you would visit from time to time, Mama said. You kept all that stuff, Bootsy asked. I sure did. Let me go get it, Mama replied and left the room to do so. Kim looked around the kitchen struck with nostalgia. It had been a while since she had been to Mama's house, but nothing had changed. So what have you been up to, baby girl? Bootsy asked. We haven't seen each other for so long. Well, I finally moved out of my parents' house and into my own place, Kim declared. It was harder to do than I thought. My mom and I have been really become really close these last few years, and just stepping out on my own, away from them, was kind of scary. Flying away from the nest is a big deal, but I'm proud of you for that, Bootsy said. I don't know if I could have done it without Mama's encouragement, Kim admitted. I know I haven't known her as long as you have, but she's been a great friend. And she's helped me discover what I want to do with my life and who I really am. That's who Mama is. She had that kind of impact on all of us. No one who came to the house ever left the same way, Bootsy said. They found their way back. They found themselves. You know, growing up, I struggled with accepting who I was, my background, all of that. But the more I am around Mama, the more I'm learning to appreciate what I can do just by being uniquely me. Bootsy smiled proudly. Girl, you're going to do some great things. Kim returned the smile. I hope so, she said, and then sighed. It's just a shame that the house is closing after all these years. Bootsy only shrugged her shoulders. Mama's always done what's best for everyone else. It's time for her to do what's best for her. Bootsy was always a practical one. Kim knew she was right. At that point, Mama came back into the kitchen, a photo album in hand. I found it, she explained. Look at this. She sat down in her chair and opened the album to reveal a bevy of colorful photos and mementos. Kim recognized some of the faces in the pictures, but some dated back from before she knew Mama. She quietly watched as the older woman turned the pages until she found the one she was looking for, a photo of Mama, Bootsy, Kim, and Latanya. They had been at a barbecue or a picnic, and it was the last time they had all been together. That was a great day, Bootsy said, smiling. Mama and her musketeers. Is tea going to make it? As far as I know, Mama said. She turned the page to another photo and laughed. The picture was a few years old, but it showed a highly made-up Kim, dressed for some kind of formal event, her hair done up with a lot of hairspray and mousse, and her makeup loud and colorful. Look at you. Where were you going to that outfit, Bootsy joked. Homecoming, I think, Kim said, blushing. I'm trying not to remember. That's horrible. The three women laughed. 
What's so funny? What did I miss? All three women looked up at the sound of Latani's voice. She stood at the doorway, a tired expression on her face. Hey, baby, Mama said cheerfully. We were just looking over some old photos, Kim said. Latanya greeted everyone, then walked over to where her mother was sitting and kissed her on the cheek. She looked over her shoulder to a photo of Kim in an outlandish outfit. It might have been funny to her on any other day, but not today. Come on in, have a seat, Mama said. Glad to see you finally made it. At least I'm here, Latanya snapped. She didn't mean to, but with everything that had happened recently, she couldn't help it. What kind of talk is that, Mama asked. It's nothing, Latanya responded, not ready to get into it with her. It better be nothing, her mother said. I raised you better than that. You eat yet? She shook her head. No, ma'am. I'll make you a plate then. Latanya sat down as Mama got up. She grabbed a biscuit and said, hey, Bootsy. The woman was older than her by about a decade and had been around for a good portion of her life. She was like an older sister to her, and their conversation usually, usually reflected that. How's your tribe doing, she joked. Remind me again of how many kids you got now, Then We lost touch, and I lost count. Bootsy said, quit it. Don't you talk about my babies. Her light tone brought a smile to Latanya's face, and they both laughed. For a minute there, it felt like old times, the laughter, the joking, the food. Unfortunately, those feelings made this visit that much more difficult. During one of their many conversations, Latanya and Bootsy had joked about being blood-related. This ignited Latanya's curiosity about her ancestry, and she eventually purchased a DNA kit. The results were not what she expected. She received several notifications of new family members, including a woman who they said was probably her mother. The only problem was that woman wasn't the one she knew as mama. Latanya had to talk to her and find out if this was true. Well, I think I've had my limit, Bootsy said pushing away the empty plate. I'm going to take a nap. We just got up, Mama said, as she placed Latanya's plate on the table. And your food just put me back to sleep, she replied. We've got lots of packing to do, Mama continued fussing. I haven't forgotten. I'll be good to go when everyone else um, is ready. Right now, I feel like I need a little power nap. She stood up and stretched before leaving the kitchen. Well, what about you, my Kim Kim? You hungry? Mama asked, turning to the younger woman. Can I make you a plate? No, thank you. I'll eat a little later. I think I'll just go take my things upstairs, Kim said, and excused herself. Latanya watched her go, her heart beating a little faster at the prospect of the conversation ahead of her. Mama sat back down and asked, so how'd you been? Latanya knew this was the opening she needed to broach the subject of the DNA kit. But now that she was there, it wasn't as easy as it had seemed. How was she supposed to ask the woman who she thought was her mother about possibly not being her mom? She picked up her fork and picked at the food, but found she just wasn't hungry. She placed the fork back down, 
taking a deep breath and said, Mama, I need to talk to you about something. Mama looked at her expectantly with one eyebrow raised. But before she could say anything, Latanya kept going. She knew it was now or never. Mama, are you my real mother? Why would you ask me something like that, Mama asked. She picked up Bootsy's plate, walked it over to the sink, turned and turned her back to Latanya. Latanya was familiar with that tone. She had heard it many times before and knew it meant Mama wasn't in the mood to talk. Well, I took a DNA test. What for? Well, I was curious about my background. You know those things are rigged. That's just the government trying to steal your information. Besides, you know about your background. I've told you that your entire life. And Tanya could feel herself getting worked up again. Mama, those results don't lie. Mama's voice got a little louder as she turned back around. Well, I say they do. Mama, please, just tell me the truth. Who's been here with you? Who changed your diapers and went to your recital? Who fed you? Isn't that what a mama does? Isn't that what I did? Look, the Tanya could hear the offense in her tone, and she knew then in her heart that it was true. Why didn't you turn? tell me the truth? Mama turned back to the sink and turned the water on to wash the dishes. Mama, look at me, Latanya insisted, but Mama wouldn't turn around. She just kept doing what she was doing. This angered Latanya. Mama was a stubborn woman, but this reaction went beyond her normal. Mama, Latanya yelled. Mama was startled by the anger in Latanya's voice and finally turned. As she did so, the plate in her hand slipped and fell to the floor, shattering into pieces. At that very moment, Bootsy walked back into the kitchen with Kim right behind her. They were wearing frowns on their faces. Both stopped abruptly when they saw the shattered dish on the floor. What happened? Everything okay? Bootsy asked, concerned. Mama wiped her hands on her apron and said, Oh, you know me. I'm not as young as I used to be. Things just slipped through my hands. She smiled as if to say, don't worry about it, and move towards them. Latanya felt hurt by her mother's denial. She didn't wait to see anyone's reactions and stormed out of the kitchen, pushing past them. She ran into the hallway, intent on, well, she didn't know what she was intent on doing especially when she heard Kim ask, what was that all about? It's nothing, her mom replied dismissively. Latanya couldn't understand how she could say that. That didn't look like nothing, Mama, Bootsy pushed. What happened before we came in? That girl's got this crazy notion about her background, and I I, I don't want to get into it. When LaTanya heard her mother's response, she grew indignant. She turned around and walked back into the kitchen. And why not, Mama? Why not get into it, she demanded. Just leave it alone, Mama said, her jaw clenched tightly. Why, Mama? All I want is the truth, LaTanya declared. 
but Mama was not to be deterred. She pointed her finger at her daughter and declared, I said all I'm going to say about this. Then she stood up and walked out. Natanya didn't know what to say or do. She certainly wasn't expecting this. Yes, this wasn't going to be a happy visit, but this? Lucy walked over the broken dish and grabbed the dustpan and broom. She cleaned up the pieces as Kim took a seat at the table. It seemed no one knew what to say or do. They looked to Latanya. She was still standing at the doorway, feeling deflated and dejected. Lucy broke the silence and encouraged Latanya to sit down. This was the last place LaTanya wanted to be, but after a moment, she walked over and sat down. What's going on, T? Bootsy asked. LaTanya took a deep breath. You know how we used to joke around about being related, Boot? I finally purchased the DNA test, and it was amazing learning what my cultural background was, but then I got an email telling me they had found relatives, and I could connect to them. And one of them, I shared 50% of my DNA. And by their estimation, I was her daughter. Kim and Lucy looked at each other with uncertain expression on their faces. It wasn't Mama, Latanya declared flatly. When did you find out, Kim asked. About a month ago, LaTanya responded. Did you reach out to your real mom? No, I've been waiting to talk to mom about it first, but I just didn't know how. So when all this came up about the move, I thought now was as good as time as any. We'd be face-to-face and she couldn't run off, but I guess I was wrong about that. Well, what did you think was going to happen, Bootsy asked, matter-of-factly. I don't know. I just wanted to know the truth. I wanted to hear it from her. She's known all this time, but she never said anything. Maybe she just didn't know how, Bootsy said. I'm not, I'm not saying her not telling you was right, but I know that Mama loves you with all her heart. I know, and that's not the issue. She didn't tell me, Latanya exclaimed as tears began rolling down her face. And what if she had? Bootsy asked. What if she came back in this room right now and admitted she wasn't your birth mother? Then what? Because if this is all about the truth, is that going to make you feel any better? Bootsy could be blunt, but she was right. Latanya hadn't thought about it that way. Part of her was just angry. She could admit that. She wanted to argue and fight and demand again that Mama tell her the truth. But then what? I don't know, she quietly admitted, wiping her tears on her sleeve. Latanya, I know you're hurting right now, but this doesn't change who Mama is or who you are, Kim said softly. You're still the same person you were before you found out, and Mama is too. This might not have been what you expected, but Mama raised you in this very house, and she prepared you for this. Her life. Latanya wasn't ready to give up, but she could tell her anger was waning. Maybe she hadn't approached this the right way. Maybe she should have called Mama when she found this out instead of letting it fester for a month. Maybe she needed to give Mama some time instead of springing this on her in an uncertain time. They were all at Mama's house for a specific reason, and while she had veered from it, 
she couldn't lose sight of who Mama was and what she had done for her or for them. Mama might eventually admit the truth, but then again, she might not. Tanya couldn't let that affect their relationship, even if it strained it. She sighed. The only thing she knew for certain was that this situation would not be resolved today. Well, that was it. That is the end of our story. We're going to leave it right there. Mama's House. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed putting it together and then reading it for you tonight. We are glad you joined us. And um, it was a process, but we got it done. And I think we did a good job. What do you think, ladies? We did it. (laughs) Yes, I think that's one we can be proud of. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And I want to to open it up. Readers, let us know what you thought. Let us, you know, leave a comment. You know, if you want to continue the story, send us an email, authorsup at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, we got to hear from you last time. Love to hear from you this time. So, Andrea? Absolutely. And we want to make sure um, that you remember to uh, put your comments uh, in the comment section so that you will be eligible to uh, get a nice gift of a book from our Blessings Library, Blessings Book Library, and we will be announcing that winner on our next show. And you can you believe it, guys, the next time we come together, we will be in a brand new year. Wow. Yes. Wow. I hadn't wow. even thought about that. We will be in <laughs> So I tell Happy you what, New Year. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. So glad, so glad that you all have been with us. Some of you have been with us since the beginning of this journey, and we are just so grateful to you. We look forward to a brand new year. We look forward to bringing bringing you some new things, some entertainment th- entertaining things. <laughs> We're going to see what God <laughs> has planned for authors up and for all of you. So we will be right here on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson-Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Authors Up. Up.